ever thought about taking somebody's life, you better think about it long and hard. To walk that road right there is it's a lot of heartache. You may think you're tough, but uh, really ain't nothing if you're a murderer. Everybody has a story to tell. Everybody does things right, everybody does things wrong. To lure somebody into the woods, slice his throat, and he's begging for his life, and, and they still, no, we're gonna kill you, and they did. Would it give you closure to know that the man that killed your father is dead? There's no such thing as closure. I just got to the point where I said, Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Rouse. Today, we are discussing I Am a Killer, available on Netflix. I've actually watched this first three episodes with Kelly, and she's going to join in later on another episode uh, of this podcast. But I just wanted to jot down my quick opinions of and feelings of the first three episodes of this new series there's so many different netflix originals and there's so many different things that come out i don't know daily it's hard to catch up with everything but hopefully this can give you a little bit of insight to uh, understand what you are jumping into so the i am a killer television show season one uh i on imdb it is a little bit jumbled up it's uh it's not listed by the episode names. It's listed by the inmates, um, the inmates' name. So, I'll I'm gonna go by what is on Netflix. So the first episode, I'm 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 gonna talk about all three episodes kind of all together because they um, they do all have a through line through all ten episodes, but. Um, they do kind of serve a purpose to talk about them each, um, each, I guess individually as well. Um, if Kelly and I got extra time, then we'll we'll talk about them individually. But the through line for "I Am a Killer" comes from the the last impression you're going to have of this individual, and what you're getting with this television show is basically the murder, what happened the the killer the quote-unquote killer um air quotes you can't see him right now but uh podcast audio so you got to do the air quotes yeah so um yeah so the through line is that the death sentence has been brought back ever since i believe it was around the 80s or something like that i can't remember exactly there's there is a statistic they show at the beginning of every episode um that tells about how many people I don't know is eight thousand plus people have been killed or something uh, using the death sentence since it's been back, and this show is really trying to determine if, as for viewers, if we think that these people deserve their punishment, and in the way that it's laid out, um, I don't think the first episode is a great, um representation of what you're actually getting into so if you're going to watch this um i would start 
with episode two right uh, from the beginning so that it kind of gives a little bit less of a bias. So uh, let me jump in a little bit of spoil. It's sort of a spoiler section. I, I, I do want to say that if you're going to start it without um, um, without knowing anything, I would definitely say start with episode two. It's a little bit dark. It's not quite... Um, it's not the best type of uh, documentary storytelling. They don't get to tell you all the ins and out de- the the there's a lot of details I feel like there's left out of most of these stories and most of these stories honestly could serve from uh, a couple hours extra left or right, you know, of the story, you know, a little bit of the past, a little bit of the future, but it's it's an anthology series if you if you want to say that an anthology episode series which each of these episodes have nothing to do with each other with the exception of that they are all communicating the death sentence um to these individuals that we are being interviewed with and it's very intimate with how it's uh shot and how it's done it's probably one of the most intimate um i don't know true crime um bio docs that I've ever seen and um I I do have uh, several problems with it mostly that that not every episode hits the the tone I think they're looking for specifically season 1 episode 1 with James Robertson uh the episode's title is means to an end now that's the first episode you you start off with and the first episode is so dark and dour and the 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 quote unquote uh well James James Robertson is is he doesn't care that he killed uh I believe he kills a he he, he murdered a pedophile and he was tired of basically uh you know living in uh regular confinement and being in being put he was being put in solitary confinement which was so bad that he just he 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 couldn't deal he had to be he had he wanted to kill somebody so that he could get out of it so he can be put on death row so the show tries to show um the show tries to show tries to demonstrate the show tries to demonstrate um the 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 murder that happened what what they're accused of who the killer is the district attorneys that are involved and maybe one or two people that were involved in on the case and then depending on the episode they might try to bring someone in from the the victim side so the problem with episode one was that there's no one from the victim side that can really stand up and say that, you know, we are really um, hurt on our side and we've lost somebody. Um, and on uh, on the opposite spectrum, James Robertson, uh, he 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 just wanted to kill somebody. So he get so he had better living conditions on death row. And so um I don't know if that really is the greatest interpretation of what this television show is is trying to portray. I believe this show is trying to say that maybe the death sentence is not the best idea and maybe not everyone deserves it and the purpose of the you know uh 
death sentences kind of being overlooked. And hopefully these stories bring a little bit of insight into it. Now, regardless of your beliefs of uh, whether, you know, whether it's true, whether you, whether you believe it should be um, applied or not, it should be carried out or not. Um, I do believe that the the most effective stories come from ones like episode two with uh, the quote-unquote killer Kenneth Foster um, that is being interviewed. Now, Kenneth Foster, in uh, the, the episode's called Killer in the Eyes of the Law, uh, it, it's probably the best interpretation of the first three episodes of what you're really looking for because you really get a sense of maybe maybe the death sentence shouldn't be carried out. Maybe Kenneth Foster's case should be looked at more than once. Um, we should look into what uh, what his punishment is and um, how can we learn from it. So there's so many different sides that you get under Kenneth, uh, Mr. Foster's um, story. You also get the flip side of the victim. And you see how the family was affected, um, how they're moving forward. And the, the best way I can say is it just feels more like a complete story out of the, the, the first three episodes. They really, um, they really go into some deep, de uh, like detail with, uh, the investigations. They show reenactments with the different, um, the different crimes. I feel the first one, the first one's not a very, uh, interesting crime it doesn't sound right to say an interesting crime because that's just i don't know bad taste and i don't know it's interesting is not the right word but i i guess the way that the second crime was shot in the uh second episode or the, or the crime was shot in the second episode it was just uh more suspenseful and it gave a little bit more cinematic value to it and um, whoever was behind the camera under these, it's, it's a little bit hard for me to figure out that, uh, let's see, Kenneth Foster's, Kenneth Foster's episode was directed by Ned Parker and Robert, the first episode, James Robertson was, let's see, by Ross Young. And the third episode is... Justin Dickens, we haven't talked about him at all, James Tovell. So yeah, these are all directed by several different individuals, so they, they all feel uh, tonally uh, just slightly different. The one thing, before I go into detail about anything else, um, it does feel a little weird. It feels a little icky that we're uh, kind of being exposed to these true crime um, docs. I don't know... Uh, You can probably hear it in my voice. It's just a little bit difficult to explain. I don't know. Just something... Something about... It feels exploitive. Exploitative. Is that what the right words are? I'm, I'm not really sure exactly. But it feels weird just kind of going so in-depth into these people's personal lives. And um, 
into the, watching these people's convictions and stuff like that and watching uh, these true crime docs really come to life. I guess it just feels just so real. It, um, it I don't know, it just feels weird to have it as entertainment value or something like that. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it any better than that. Um, it's, it, that's what makes it a little bit hard to recommend. Other than that, other than stories like Kenneth's, uh, Kenneth Foster's, um, the first three, I don't know if they warrant a full 10 episode season. Uh, so let me talk a little bit about the, uh, the third, third episode i thought that um the third one really kind of has the through line all three of these um individuals james robertson kenneth foster and then the third episodes justin dickens they all talk about how their upbringing was just not the not the greatest most of them had uh someone that was right above them that was uh just not not a great role model and they were either put they either put themselves into a, a bad situation or those those role models put them into a, a, a bad situation. So um, a lot of these people have been in in and out of the the jail system for years now, and I I don't think Justin Dickens' uh, story quite. But it's hard to. It's like I don't know why you want to even compare each each of these episodes. But I guess from like a from like a, a cinematic through line, I would say that it that Justin Dickens episode comes in right under Kenneth Foster's because the, he still doesn't feel like a hundred percent of a, a, like someone that feels sorry he he does not have the capability to have forgiveness or something i don't i don't know remorse is that what i'm looking for james robertson and and justin dickens just are just they they don't show remorse and it really shows um to the audience like should we should we feel for these people should we connect with these individuals and so those are where i'm lacking um lacking those those lack of feelings to those characters make it a little bit more difficult to to plunge into the next few episodes because these are not characters you're like you know you're clawing to hang out with now um, I can understand if you're just like a true crime bio doc guy or, or guy or gal and just really into that. I totally understand. I, it, it's kind of that season, you know, September, October, November. I don't know. Just, you know, it gets cold and dreary and dark and it, it, it's that type of time of year. And so I can understand how people kind of are getting into that. But it, um, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes that stuff gets just too real for me and I would, uh, I have to take it in strides. And so that's why I'm kind of taking my time on the I Am A Killer Netflix original. I do think I would recommend it. I don't necessarily think... You don't need to watch them in order. I would recommend watching the second episode before the first one. Um, I, I would honestly watch 2, 3, 1 in that order. Um, just because it kind of gives you... Uh, 
I don't know. I, I think it gives you better perspective if you start from the second one. Um, Netflix has done that before, you know, like Black Mirror's first episode is not really an inter- not a great interpretation of what the series is about. And then once again, start with number two <laughs> and maybe just skip one and just, I just wouldn't watch Black Mirror one at all. Just, just Black Mirror season one, episode one, just, just watch everything but that one. That's what I would say. But, you know, you know, telling people that they're like, oh, Lord, got to go see it now. But no, trust me. Trust me. Just start from episode two and you'll be fine. And uh, yeah, so thank you. Um, Rate, share, subscribe. Lucky Dog Podcast. Uh, I did want to say the intro kind of. Sorry, I was going to go through the outro, but with the, the intro real quick, the intro is. It kind of feels like a representation of what they're trying to do with this show. And you can even see just like it's, you know, it's creepy images of, you know, murder, mystery, prisons, insides and outs, jail bars, this, that and the other. It's it's just a, an amalgamation of bullshit. And it's it's really not that great. And it, sh- and it has like this uh, laughing track of the first guy of J- I think it's James Robertson and him saying he doesn't feel bad for um you know for the murders he's not he's he's committed or anything he's really done that much um and it and it puts it on a loop and it just that's exactly what it feels like it just feels like they're taking these kill these quote-unquote um uh death row um cellmates or they're not cellmates uh but these people on death row and they are just putting them on display for monetization and and just just for money. This is what it, it straight up feels like a money grab, and that intro really really feels like it. If you're gonna put the 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 killer's laugh into the intro of the show, I just it just feels weird. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I just, it just feels a little icky. So I've got mixed feelings on this one right now. But yeah, um, check us out if you got little bit more listening time on your hands we have an amalgamation of tv movies music we even did a couple restaurant reviews we we're doing it all here at the lucky dog podcast we appreciate it we couldn't do it without you the listener um just want to give a few shout outs to um you know everyone that's listening that's that's a fan i've had a few people come up to me and say you know Hey, Elias, you know, we really enjoy the podcast. Keep it up, that type of thing. I'll, I'll keep posting as much as possible. Check us out every Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you want to get on the show or looking for, uh, or if you have any questions, uh, email us at the Lucky Dog Podcast. <laughs> the Lucky Bo- <laughs> the, the, uh, I don't know what the hell is email now. No, the Lucky Dog Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. And take it easy. It'll eat you up inside. I would say that he's uh, comparable to a much more friendly Charles Manson. He had a knife and I had a knife. And he started stabbing, stabbing the guy on the, uh, on the couch. I don't remember, uh, I don't remember it like that. If it was up to me and, you know, we go straight to the death chamber. Whatever it is that's going on inside of my head has been implanted there ever since I was a kid. And I need him to know that I have forgiven him for what he did. I know I'm not worth nothing, but thank you. 
really. Yeah, I wish I could take back what I did. If I could, I would in a heartbeat. After all this time of thinking about it, I know what it means to live now. Thank you.